0: Welcome to By the Fiberside, a knitting and spinning podcast from the southern edge of northern Alberta, Canada. Episode 26, Last Days of the Year. Last time last year, I was brainstorming names for a blog and podcast. I flip back to the first page of my podcast notebook to see my thought process. There are 12 titles on the page, of varying qualities, but about halfway down is one word Fiberside. That word crops up again in the names below, until finally, scrawled excitedly at the bottom of the list and separated from the others by a blank line, is this By the Fiberside. The next pages are filled with logistics, images needed for various places around the internet, possible theme music, then finally, an outline for the first episode, with some quickly discarded segment titles scrawled in the appropriate spots, and the final titles listed below. The first episode wasn't easy to record. Learning to use audacity, figuring out how to sound edit, and of course, having really no idea what it was I wanted to say, there were many false starts in the beginning. Finally, on the pages following, I sketched out in explicit detail the things I wanted to cover for each segment, and then was finally able to finish recording. Then came the editing and the uploading, and suddenly, I had put myself out there into the community as someone who had something to contribute. Good heavens, what was I thinking? But now here we are, a year's worth of episodes later. Sound editing goes much faster. Recording doesn't need a page worth of notes on each segment to remind me what I want to talk about. I've interviewed some amazing people. I've finished my Master Spinner Level 2 homework, and even if I'm a bit behind on Level 3, there's still a good chance I will get it finished on time. And I have made connections with people across the world who do think I have something to contribute to the greater fiber arts conversation. From time to time, I still find myself doubting. I am just a lowly practitioner, no expert on anything related to spinning or knitting or any other fiber art. But when I find myself doubting, I only need to reflect on this year, what I have accomplished and what I have shared. Despite setbacks in health and in some stability at home, I completed Level 2 Master Spinner. I cut off two sleeve cuffs and reverse engineered them to be longer, even if it did take me a whole year. I finished a variety of projects, from stuffed toys to shawls to baby sweaters and blankets, and have started a great many more. I have started to mess about with patterns, to make them do what I want them to do, rather than what they're just going to do on their own. I finished a sweater, even though it didn't fit. I survived seven months of snow. I helped yarn bomb a lamp post, which won the competition and allowed us to donate money to two worthy causes. I am much much further along on the tapestry. But most of all, and perhaps most importantly, I rediscovered my voice. In episode one, I talked about why I thought I had stopped writing, and what I was going to now do about it. The blog and the podcast were excuses, I thought. Excuses to write and to keep writing, to avoid disappointing the one or two people out there who might bother to read or listen. But something extraordinary happened. It wasn't just one or two people. It was ten, twenty, a hundred. It was people who thought I had something interesting to say, who found my own journey of discovery into fiber arts as fascinating as I found it myself. I didn't have to be an expert, I realized. I just had to learn, and keep learning, and be willing to put my successes, and, most importantly, my failures, out there in a way that communicated what I feel are the most important things that I get out of fiber arts. Patience. Confidence, learning, and community. 2014 promises to be just as hectic as the last year. I am still struggling with my biomechanics, but they seem to be mostly under control, if not getting better. I'm also taking on some volunteer work in the fiber arts community. There are only six months to fiber week, and a lot of homework to get done. And to top it all off, next week Mike and I are going to get the papers signed to start building a new house. But through everything that's going to come, I know that I'm still going to be knitting, spinning, and other fiber artsing, and I know that you will be coming along with me as I learn. Because the greatest gift of putting myself out there with the blog and the podcast has not been the excuse to write, but the community that I find myself now a part of. But for the record, I still blame my sister. Thanks for listening. This is By the Fiberside. Fiber Week. Well, that was fun. So much for having a plan. I should really know by now, every time I make a plan, something happens. In this case, I caught the family Christmas plague, um, and because I get sick very rarely, in fact the last cold I had was June 2012, immediately following Fiber Week, and before I went to London for the Olympics, I was due. It was 18 months, but uh, But when I do get a cold, I get really, really sick. So despite the fact that this episode is coming out about a week late, actually nothing has changed uh, in between last Sunday and today because I've either been unconscious or semi-conscious on the couch and have been incapable of actually doing anything at all, including knitting. Until today, I actually felt... Kind of up to it today so i've done a little bit of knitting so uh needless to say i didn't get anything done on my homework as far as i'm concerned it's you know still december 28th but unfortunately that's not the case and i don't even have any time off left to uh, to even try and get any work done so oh well like i said i was due to get a cold i might as well get it over with And I can, you know, not have a cold for the next 18 months and hopefully go from there. So the plan is I need to get the fiber room cleaned up. It's kind of a mess right now. I've just been tossing everything in there. So I need to get it sorted, get things put away, be able to actually sit down and and do some spinning. I did decide that instead of doing my idea for a table runner with uh, various types of cotton and silk, I'm going to do the dyeing again. I think I'm going to do it in logwood. I don't think I'm going to do the full 25. I think I'll probably just do 20 colors. So I need to do some math. I need to uh, figure out how much wool I need and what kind of arrangement that's going to have. I also need to pr- probably spin up a sample and, and somehow figure out. I need to make a pin loom anyway. But figure out how many shots of weft are to per inch and see how much I'm going to need in terms of yardage. And yeah, then spin from there. Either wool or silk or both. I'm half thinking both. That might be fun. But uh, but yeah, clean up the fiber room. Do some math. For Christmas I got a a, a knitter's loom. An Ashford knitter's loom. Just the one foot wide um, one. But uh, But I think... One foot by three feet, that would make a pretty nice table runner. So, and yeah, I mean, just plain weave. I don't need much more than plain weave if all you're looking for is, you know, how the colors go together, so. And logwood will make really nice reds, which I'm, I like reds, so I think that's what I'm going to do. Anyway, because it's, you know, a dyeing exercise and I don't have too many pots, I am going to need to get going on that pretty soon and figure that out. So... That's where I'm at for level three. Darn cold. Oh well, what do you do? Level two, I did promise to talk about module C1. C1, if you actually look at the uh, the spinning involved in level two, level uh, or module C1 is 12 skeins out of uh, probably 24, so it's the bulk of the spinning. For um, for level two, and this is uh, the, the module is called spin yarn to suit fiber characteristics. So basically this is spin wool, spin uh, the camelids and spin mohair in various combinations. So in this case in the wool is spin spin fine wool worsted, uh, medium wool, coarse wool, and then llama blends. Well, llama, 100%, llama wool, alpaca, 100%, alpaca wool, alpaca silk, mohair, mohair wool, mohair silk, and then a textured mohair, which you can do with locks and roving and stuff. So, this was, I, I have trouble with the camelids. I, I know that need, probably means I need to spin them more. Um... Or find a way to spin them, but i I had some trouble with the alpaca and some trouble with the llama. part of that too was some of the preparations i I tried to card raw llama double coated llama and we we're talking like six inches long. That was stupid so in the end i mean i I basically went for commercial preps on on some of these in order to just you know first of all get the down out of the llama and so on so I lost marks on this on a few places, obviously. Variable singles. How many times do I have to repeat this? Variable singles, variable plying. But I also lost marks because I forgot to... In the blends, so the, the llama wool blend, the alpaca wool blend, and the silk blends. I forgot to, uh, to talk about the reasons for the blend. Now, in my case, the reasons for the blend is because I had to. But I suppose that's probably not acceptable. I mean for for uh, skein information, at this level, they're looking for suitable end use. So you have to actually start thinking about what would I use this yarn for? In the case of the blends, you're probably supposed to start thinking about why am I blending these two together? what what you know, what aspects of the fiber are being mitigated by blending it with something else? And vice versa. So I did lose marks there uh, on the reasons for the blending. So I will remember to do that next time. So anytime you blend from level two on, always note down your reasons that you blended those two fibers together. Although I'm not sure if you put because I had to, I don't think that's probably not going to work for you. Although, tempting as it is, probably not going to work. So... Um, if you're doing level two, I would suggest starting with this exercise. Because once you finish this, you're pretty much halfway done. I mean, it's, it's great. Yeah, okay. The the color wheel, that's a lot of work too. But, uh, but in terms of the actual, like if I'm, I'm looking at my spreadsheet here, once you get done that section, holy cow, you're like golden. So, um, the mohair... The mohair lock one I, I've detailed that on the blog I had, I had trouble with it because that's not the kind of yarn I want to spin it's not the kind of yarn I want to use so it still worked, I made it work and it was kind of, you know, fun and, but again not something I'm ever really going to practice except for like doing master spinner, because you got to learn how to do it so in any case i uh I mean it's a lot of work it just is, but it it does this exercise does you know challenge you to you blend things that you might not necessarily blend and spin things that you might not necessarily spin all the time so those are my virus addled thoughts on module c one If I've missed anything or if you have any other questions about it, just let me know i've this Cold, bad, for brain. Anyhow. I will get the fiber room cleaned up. And I will attempt to start spinning something for level three before next episode. A fiber note. Well, I've lost about a week's worth of progress on any other projects, too. Um, I've been too sick to knit, and that's saying something. I just didn't dare. And there were some interesting things going on with my hands as well. So, But uh, finally today, after about, what, six days? I finally felt able to actually pick up the needles again. Although yesterday I did wind a ball of yarn, so I suppose I did get a little bit of yarny fix in. But yeah, there were five days there where I couldn't even think about touching needles or yarn or anything. It's pretty bad. Uh, but Christmas was actually really good for productivity. Um, being down in Calgary, I, I picked certain projects to go down with me and uh, and worked on those. I still don't quite have leg warmers, I, uh, I did finish the top ribbing on one, uh, because uh, I had connected to my dad's prototype, and he needed to retrofit it, so I needed to finish off the, the, the top ribbing on the one to disconnect it, and the retrofit is actually going to work really great, so score, score for that, look for that, coming soon on Dad's Etsy Shop, but um, but yeah, and then I tried it on, and, and it, it seemed a little big... But I did have it on over jeans. So what I need to do is I need to try on the one that's finished over top of leggings just see if it is gonna work. I did carry along that uh, elastic thread. I don't know if that's gonna make a bit of difference. But uh, I'll try it on over leggings and maybe see if I need to do some some fixing before I do the second one and then maybe take this one back. We'll see. Or if I can if I just you know do it without the elastic thread and just put in a heavier elastic thread at the top, but but just as a... Not knit in, just around like an elastic at the top. Mm. Sorry, virus. Bad. Anyhow, almost done leg warmers. And that's a simple knit. I'll probably be taking that to work next week. I got a fantastic Christmas present from my friend... I uh we'd been chatting back and forth and about what we each wanted for Christmas and and I said hey if you want to kit something up from my my favorites yeah that would be cool I'm thinking you know she'd pick a shawl or you know fingerless mittens or something like that no she kitted me up a cardigan which is awesome <laughs> so I actually cast that on the day before I went down to Calgary for Christmas and uh and I knit on that quite a bit. I'm actually into the third ball of yarn already. So this is the Mayim cardigan. It's a, it's kind of a crop length. I'm going to have to modify it a bit because I'm long in the torso. But, uh, but then three-quarter length sleeves. And uh, picked a really lovely tealy, teal blue? Superwash merino from Knit Picks. So I'm just having a ball with that. That's just been so much fun. And again, yeah, like... Like, uh, like I talked about in my essay, I'm, I'm, you know, I measured myself and I'm trying to figure out, cause I am going to need to extend it because I am long in the torso, but, uh, but yeah, I should still have plenty of yarn. So, so it's been fun. And this one's not going to take me a year. Darn it. No, a year. It's not gonna take me four years. This one's going to fit. So yeah, pretty happy about that. I'll put a link to the, uh, to my project page and to the Pattern in the show notes so you can see what it looks like. The other thing that's going on is the, um, the New Year's to Pie Day, Pie Shawl Knit Along for Stories and Stitches 2 with Donna Dracunas. That's the interview I had uh, a few episodes back. I succumbed to temptation and said, I've always wanted to knit a pie shawl and ordered yarn from String Theory yarn for this knit along. So I am doing a purple pie shawl and I am attempting to get it done by pie day, which is March 14th. I think I'm crazy, especially because I missed the New Year's cast on. But I did. That was the yarn I wound yesterday. The pack is uh, is a, gra- a gradient purple that I ordered. Five skeins. So from light to dark. I was tempted to to go from dark to light, uh, from the center out, but then I decided to go light to dark. I think that will be really effective, and possibly more effective than than dark to light. So, I wound up the first skein yesterday. Ooh, this is nice yarn. It's a Caper sock. I don't have it next to me, so I can't tell you what's in it. I'll put a link in the show notes, but it's really pretty, and uh, and it's taken the dye really well. And I I. I like the gradient, like the the, the subtle steps uh, in this particular pack of five skeins. So I cast on today, just before I sat down to record. And uh, I'm up to the first lace section. This is the Event Horizon Pie Shawl from Stories and Stitches 2. Uh, I'm doing the circle lace right now. It's about what my brain can handle. We'll have to see if, once I've done recording the episode, if I'm able to handle the rest of the chart. So, But uh, hopefully by tomorrow I'll be feeling a little better and can do a little bit more and try and catch up. Because a pie shawl, the, the beginning goes really fast. And then after that, it starts to bog down. So between the cardigan and the pie shawl, I certainly have a lot of knitting. To do in the next little while, and plus I still have to finish those darn leg warmers. And since it's minus thirty today, wind chill of minus thirty nine, which is darn close to where Fahrenheit and Celsius meet, leg warmers, good thing. Um, the only other thing to talk about is the the knitter's loom that I got for Christmas. I actually did weave up just the the introductory scarf that that uh, come with the instructions, just to see, and I did it all out of hand spun. I'm going to do a blog post about that, so I won't talk about it too much here, but it was fun, and holy cow, was it fast. The, the the not fast part of it was waiting for Mike to get home so that I could wind the warp onto the loom. That was the not fast part. The rest of it, I mean, if you have someone there, or apparently you can figure out how to do it we know without somebody, then, uh, then yeah, you can have a scarf in two hours, which is, for a knitter, <laughs> that's pretty... Uh, it's pretty crazy. So I quite enjoyed it. There's one mistake. Um, which of course I'll talk about in the podcast in the podcast. In the blog post. Anyway, liking my loom. Um, but uh but I'm gonna work on the pie shawl and the cardigan for now. So that's fiber notes. <laughs> By the Wayside. I brought the tapestry down to Calgary, just, you know, in case I had time to work on it, which I didn't, which is okay, because we were all at my parents, and I was able to take it out and show it to Nathan, and uh, he was just, he was happy with the horse, so I'm happy with the horse. I'm trying to be happy with the horse. But uh, when I got home, before I got sick, because I got home on the Friday, I spent Saturday working on the tapestry. And uh, I actually am at the point now where, where on the horse, on the horses at least, the only thing um, on the horses and soldiers that's not done outlining is the uh, detailing on the shields. Everything else is done. So I'm at the point now where I want to fill in I want to finish filling in the horses and the soldiers. Then uh, I was talking to Nathan. We, we sat there for about half an hour looking at the tapestry. And I said, I do this a lot. You know, I sit here and look at it, try and make a plan. And But I know that's not getting any work done on it. He said, that's okay. It's pretty to look at. But uh, there's a few things. There's a few options once I'm done with this. Finish off the shields. I think that's definitely the next thing I'm going to do. And then... And then what to do? Do I go... Because what's left then is the top border, the man on the tree down the side, and the bottom border. So, do I go clockwise? Do I go counterclockwise? Do I skip around to some easy things? And then some not easy things, like the boar. The boar is not going to be easy. I don't know. I suppose, you know, I've always said that that you know as I, I said earlier in the year i need to stop making plans about the tapestry because never always never works out but i am thinking about it anyway i will finish off the horses the filling in on the horses and i will finish off the shields and then i will think about what to do next so tonight is saturday night once i'm done recording eh, if i don't feel up to knitting again i'll sit down and Start filling in on the horses again, so that's where I'm at in the tapestry. It's been a, an amazing year of progress on the tapestry i'm I'm really happy about this segment. I'm really happy that it's it's forced me to work on the tapestry the it's not hard it just takes some practice and some dedication and some time so i'm hoping that in short order that uh, that my brother-in-law will actually have his graduation gift only 14 years too late so that's by the wayside and since i missed it happy belated new year to everybody and uh, and i hope you were all healthier than i was and had a, a wonderful time Thank you for joining me for episode 26. By the Fiberside is a bi-weekly podcast, and I look forward to bringing you episode 27 on January 12th, 2014. Show notes for this episode can be found at www.bythefiberside.com. Join the discussion in our group on Ravelry. If you need to get in touch with me directly, you can email me at ness, as in Loch Ness, at bythefiberside.com. Thanks again for listening. This is By the Fiberside.